Hello and welcome to the Unofficial Controller Podcast, your weekly gaming podcast, episode 67. The DC Fandom, Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League and Gotham Knights. With me, George, as always, joined by Tom, Superman to my Bizarro. How's it going? Well, before you, you answer, are very Bizarro. I am very Bizarro. Before, I, uh, before we go any further on with the show, let me just put out a heartfelt plea. Obviously, we have a lot of people listen to the show, but I don't think many of them subscribe. And I don't think they quite realize the difference it can make to these two rather low-beat podcasters. So if you could subscribe, tell a friend, get your mum's iPhone out, subscribe her to the show. She might like it. If not, put the notifications on mute, hide it in her bag. But uh, yes. Let me just tell you, all the listeners we could do with subscribing. And then you're never going to get an episode. You know, like today, we're bringing you a very hot, fresh take of what can only be described as the latest podcast of the Unofficial Controller Podcast with the latest news on Jews. This is why they don't subscribe, Tom, because I can't say Suicide Squad kill the Justice League tonight. <laughs> That's why. Anyway, That's without okay. further ado, out. how are you? I'm well. I'm much better now. Um, well, I've left the studio. Um, I've got acquired to a certain taste of life over here in NYC, so I've come back to the penthouse. Um, wow. We're just having to record over the internet okay. as before. Sadly, due to some um, unpleasantness with me and Phil having a bit of a bust up, uh, I've put him in his place, but uh, he has advised me to go back back yeah. to NYC. And um, yeah, well, we've not lived really the life s- I've come accustomed to. We've not really seen you properly, and you walk into the studio. You say that the seat you're on makes you feel small, so he goes and gets a booster seat out for you to sit on. He arranges a studio to make you look as good as he can make you look. You want all the pictures of you holding awards, some of which you made in Photoshop, which he hung up <laughs> around the studio. You then made him, before recording, do a five-minute fluff piece telling you how you've got the best voice he's ever heard in his history <laughs> of podcasting. And then once the episode's finished, you berated him literally to shreds because you took a thermometer and placed it in the chilled water he had provided, and you claimed it was half a degree too cold. Well, it, my teeth are sensitive. Can't be having that. Well, without further ado, <sighs> let's give the gamers the idea yeah. of what happens with the show. So coming up, we got some news in that we're going to dissect everything we saw at the DC Fandom. Not the movie stuff, because we're a games podcast. Okay, then we're going to, this week is a little bit of a change to normal proceedings. We've dragged in the mailbag, and I'll be honest with you, it was easily picked up just by me. Uh, There was about four things in it. And then we're going to have the new release highlights where we talk about the latest games coming in and out. And then the show ends when I ask Tom what he's hoping to play. Sounds like Paulina's uh, dishing out some orders back there at the uh, New York apartment. How's she getting on? She obviously, she's, uh, she's doing well. We've taken on two other staff. Um, wow. I don't know the names because that's I ain't got time for that. She sorts them out. Apparently they're family, according to her. But uh, yeah, 
I think they're very. I don't, I don't know where they've got any visas, but well, uh, that not, normally doesn't stop you. And no, it I don't does not. quite know how that family dynamic fits into the, some of the things you get them doing during the evening time. But uh, that's the sort of character you are. You're the Nero of podcasters. So those that paid attention to the previous episodes, the new listeners, if they've survived this long through a rather amateuristic preamble, probably going to wonder. Why isn't Odders gripping his wheel? Why isn't George asking Tom? What have you been playing? I've been playing more of Ghost of Tsushima. Okay. I've uh, managed to get all the armor sets now. I've finished getting the, the Mongolian one. Uh, did you get that? The one that was being made for Kotun Khan. No, I wasn't really that interested in that one, I'll be honest. Mm, it allows you like easy infiltration because you can just walk straight in and they just don't recognize you, which is quite cool. So it's almost like a disguise. Uh, finishing up, mopping up uh, a lot of the side quests. Got the flaming sword, uh, yeah. or the like, the one you can sort of spark with the stones. That was quite mm-hmm. cool. Like the the hike up the mountain to to retrieve that from a an actual temple or whatever that had been built up there. So yeah, wow. that's a, that's pretty cool. Um, well, it's not a great deal really. Been very quiet this week. Yeah, just online nonsense, as you would call it. Mm. <clears throat> I've been keeping me eye on a few other smaller announcements, I suppose, this week. We had a, an Indies Direct. But, uh, yeah, my, my brother's still got my, my Switch. I've just not played that since lockdown, which says a lot about what we've released for it. But I... Uh, as I'm contractually obliged, I need to ask you what you've been playing. Uh, well, I decided off the back of finishing Final Fantasy XV last week that I would delve deep into a game I picked up on the 360 many, many, many years ago and have revisited on the PS3, Final Fantasy XIII. Now, I'm way further past where I was before, but and the world's opened up to be like an open-world Monster Hunter-style map that you can run around in and the every single enemy on the, in the open world section seemed to be very tough and they owned me so i thought i oh, know i'll press on with whatever next is on my menu of things to do and i've got myself caught in one of those final fantasy traps where i'm too low level to proceed <laughs> but too low level to go back through the maelstrom I'd fought through to that point, desperately yeah. using all my summons and magic. And now I'm, <laughs> I've got one enemy to wail on that gives me about 1470 XP. But That's going to be some grinding there, isn't it? Big, big time, because <laughs> I think I need about 50,000 XP. So that means beating that one small ooze 50 times. Other than that, um, I played a little bit of Darkest Dungeon, one thing I'd say about Final Fantasy XIII is I enjoy, I've enjoyed the on-rail sections. You know, I've made sure I cleaned, that's what's frustrating, I've cleaned up every enemy engagement I could find, every single one, and still seemingly I'm not high level enough. I just, oh. That's one thing Final Fantasy XV gives you. It gives you the, um, it just makes everything easy and it, it makes you forget what Final Fantasy used to be. It's not a bad game, and I'm looking forward to getting it finished, if at all possible. Depends whether my frustration hits the brick wall, and then I 
sack the idea off, but I do intend to get it finished. So, other than Definitely that, not enjoying it as much as fifteen. Then, uh, up until this particular issue, I ran into yeah. yesterday. I was absolutely loving it and couldn't wait mm-hmm. to play it more and and learn more about the story and the yeah. setting and the characters. There's some great characters in there as well. Likeable, fun to play as, interesting weapons and magic combos, some cool summons. And it's this last particular summon that I'm struggling with for Vanille. It's just yeah. particularly tough. Like I've tried it probably 20 times now and it's just like, you know, it's not fun anymore. I do get a little bit closer every time, but one wonders... I'm just, I've leveled up all my weapons and everything as much as I can. I've spent every penny I could on materials to upgrade the weapons and we're not, we're not making any progress friends. So on completion of this recording, I shall leave Phil doing his work and I shall go back on that note. This week's episode, I didn't label properly and it didn't release. So that will be episode 66. Was it? I don't think it released. Um, properly, for which I apologise to you. Contractually, now I owe you, uh, I think the failed uploading clause in my contract means I have to pay you circa 2,500 Great British Pounds. That is a little bit stingy, so that should be winging its way to you digitally this afternoon, along with your your appearance fee and your 10 plus XP times five celebrity bonus, uh, which I is that is that my uh, is that my weapon of choice or my my magic ability in our role playing game we're going to make? Yeah, based on this show, I I think so. Yes, (laughs) you get a 10 plus XP times celebrity bonus, which graces you with ego boost times 10. Ego boost, boosts, boost bo- defense, bouffant boost, boosts ego <laughs> and knowledge. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, enough of that drivel. They turned up. If they're still around, Tom, they're gluttons for punishment. It's the news. We've scoured the very darkest regions of the internet to bring you the latest stories. First up, what's up? Uh, it's the Suicide Squad Kill Justice League. Uh, Warner Brothers has just revealed the second of its DC fandom announcements. It's the one we thought we were all been waiting for. Rock said he went dark after Batman Arkham Knight, and now it's back with Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, etc. It's slated to launch for the next-gen consoles at some point in 2022. The developer describes the game as a blend of Arkham action combined with intense gunplay. The announcement trailer is surprisingly colourful, despite Metropolis being what looks like a bit of a war zone. It can be played as a single-player game or in multiplayer with a four-person team online. You'll be joined by bots if you're on your own. You've never locked to any single character either, meaning you can switch between them as and when you like. Rock said he completely avoided the topic of games as a service during its pitch. Uh, a model experience has been rumoured to be adopted. You'll be able to play Harley Quinn, Deadshot, Captain Boomerang, and King Shark in a story which pitches the teams against DC's greatest superheroes. David Haddad, Rock's steady president, said the experience will combine masterful storytelling with compelling gameplay. The team is creating a genre-defining experience that brings a formidable suicide squad to life in a way that has never been done before. Tom, that's that, that reveal of Suicide Squad seemed to stoke your ira. What 
what's going on here? Are you happy? No, no, it, it was the other title they showed, which we'll get to. Uh, the Suicide Squad I watched this morning, because obviously the trailer was released quite late. Um, but, yeah, what to say about that? I don't know. Are we too much in there, the graphics? Looks like in-game graphics. There could be. There yeah, could be, I think, yeah. I think um, they were. I think they're, they're certainly doable. They've kind of said, I think it was a CGI trailer. Uh, but I think, was it the right choice for them to take that game? And after, we've now learned it's coming out in 2022, after what will be nearly eight years, that's all they showed. I feel they have made a Superman game. They've realised it probably wasn't working. And then they thought, like, could we have Superman as a villain? Which I love the idea of. I think that's great. I thought the trailer towards the end was particularly good, where um, Superman sort of, they think, oh, look, he saved that pilot, and then he just decimates him. And then they, they just faces drop and realise he's the target they've got to take down. Great idea. Um, and I think he probably can be implemented better and easier into a video game as a villain than, than a playable hero. The other thing, this is meant to be in the same Arkham universe as their previous games. Um, that's going to be difficult because already people are highlighting, well, Deadshot's a different race or, or skin colour. Um, he's he's white Caucasian in um, Arkham Origins and I think Arkham City. And then he's changed to um, a black person in, in this one. And I think there's a few of the like underlying problems who are highlighting saying, oh, well, that doesn't tie in with the Arkham history. But I suppose they can just call it a soft reboot, I guess. But it'd been, it'd been, it would have been nice if they'd have set it 100% in that same universe and just followed it on a little bit more. So I think, basically, I, I think if that's the gameplay that we saw... And they're the next-gen graphics that we're going to get to see. Things certainly look like they're going to take a leap when we move to the next generation of computing software and hardware. And that has me excited. Do I Have yeah. I ever really felt for the individual characters, Harley Quinn, Deadshot, Captain Boomerang, and King Shark? I'll be honest with you, not really. Mate, I'll no. be honest with you. I've never really been that interested in them. I'm sure hot-swapping between them in one player will be cool but at the same token i would rather they'd pushed ahead and ironed out the issues that they any issues they had with the superman game i really want a superman game and i think if they've literally been eight years or however many years working on this that's a shame if the rumors in the industry are to be believed and they did have that failed superman game well how bad could it have been I mean, so it's something engine. It looked great. Yeah, something will will have surely gone wrong somewhere because, like a development cycle on even a big AAA title, usually doesn't take that long. And to then go and say it's now coming twenty twenty two, which could still see even more delays. You you would think maybe they got halfway through and thought we better do this for next gen because it'll allow us more capabilities with the tech. I just, I'm not 100% sold on it yet, but I have faith in Rocksteady, the decent studio. So you'd like to think the end product's okay. going to be really good. Well, coming up, had, 
Sorry, yeah, carry on. Yeah, um, Gotham Knights. Warner Brothers released and described Gotham Knights as a third-person action RPG in the uh, documentation that we saw. As teased during the DC Fandom event, you'll work from the Belfry as your hub of operation, solving mysteries that can connect the darkest chapters in the city's history and defeating notorious villains in epic confrontations. Described as a third-person action RPG, as teased during the DC Fandom, you'll work from the Belfry as your hub of operation, solving mysteries that connect the darkest chapters in the city's history and defeating notorious villains. I've already said that once. So I won't say it again. The combat ditch is the classic Batman Arkham formula, adopting a more character action style instead. While it does look extremely pretty, we don't think that the uh, it's really pushing PlayStation 5 or Xbox Series X as it's releasing on PlayStation 4 as well. Uh, Tom, you, I'm a bit nervous about this one because you're the big Batman fan and this one seems to have upset you quite a lot. Can you say why? Because I'll tell you what I thought initially. Yeah, yeah, uh, go for it. The one-player take, the fact that you can play it all through as one player offline, appeals to me. It looked, for what I thought, good. I thought the idea of not having Batman in it was pretty cool. This one makes more sense being set in the Arkham universe than the Suicide Squad <coughs> game. The action gameplay, it's basically you in the Belfry waiting for the alarm to go off and then chasing to the scene in your vehicle. You know, what's what's not to like about this one? I mean, if you want, you can have your friend join you as Robin or vice versa or any of the other characters that we saw. You can be Robin, they can be Batgirl. It's Batman from the tease at the beginning seems to have met an untimely end or be disadvantaged or out of the scene for whatever reason. Can't say it that sounds that disappointing to me, but this one seems to have upset you more. I don't want to be too negative about anything because at the end of the day, it's someone's like art and effort and a lot of work goes into these video games. But I think the problem for me comes with a lot more of a personal choice with it. I wanted this Court of Owls story in a very much Arkham-style delivery and just have a single-player story-driven game. No live-service nonsense. And just to correct you, it is apparently online all the time. Whether yeah. you're playing it in single-player or co-op, um, well, this fine. allows... The, the, uh, yeah, some people are really into this, like The Division, Destiny, Anthem. People are into those sort of games. But for me personally... It's everything I didn't want it to be. I hated the neon look of all the characters' logos and stuff. I didn't like the way they looked particularly. I thought Damian Wayne would have been a better choice instead of Tim Drake. So I was expecting to see him because he's sort of tied with the Court of Owls storyline a little bit. I think uh, Batgirl or Batwoman, just not interested. Like I hate the hate the outfits on most of the characters. I don't think they look particularly great. Graphically, it looked quite good for an alpha build as well. Like I see a lot of hate it was getting for a few choppy on the gameplay segment of it. I thought for an alpha footage, that looks really good. Like I say, the stuff, the stuff in there, that was like, yeah, that's, that's cool. But it just it's just not for me. I think the RPG elements that are being put in is just doesn't belong there. They may work. Uh, I, I love the idea of being able to do those sort of co-op 
room clearances with the Bat family, but it it just wasn't what I was expecting or what I wanted. So it sounds selfish. Sorry for that. People don't agree with those views, but it just looks a bit rubbish to me. And I don't trust that it's going to be full of microtransactions. That is, they can dress it up all they want, but if it's anything like the Avengers shambles as well, how I do think you it take, looks a lot better take, than Avengers. I think oh, it, it looks, looks better. Looks no, better. but I mean the whole, the whole package. loop, the package, everything looks so much tighter. The world looks very detailed and believable. But like you take the Marvel universe that's become the same as Star Wars and Lord of the Rings and those massive, massive cinema-defining franchises, and you produce that game. And I'm sorry, but people didn't want that. You can say, well, sadly, a lot of the masses buy these live service games. And that's why they churned it out, because they know they can consistently make money off it. Gamers have to vote with their wallets, and if you keep buying stuff like that, they'll keep churning out stuff like that. Mm. People moan about Fortnite, it's no different. Whether you're playing a Battle Pass or whatever, it's the same. Just why they couldn't do something like the Suicide Squad game with Avengers. Just have it four player if you want. That's cool. Get your mates involved. Smash it. But just shoo off all that other nonsense that they cram in there. Yeah, not not impressed with that. Sorry. To me, it just... seems to me like Suicide Squad's going to be more microtransaction riddled than than Gotham. They both could be. They both could be. Warner Brothers are, are quite well known for doing that. Um, they've got this Harry Potter game rumoured to be in the works as well. I'm pretty sure that's going to be live service or sort of live service every year you spend at Hogwarts. It's like a, a season in the game or whatever. It just, it's a bigger problem that we can talk about one day, but it's the sort of state of gaming and the, the push and quest to do more of those sort of types of, uh, or those genre of game. They're just, for me, hatred and I don't pump Sony too much because I know we get some stick for being a bit like PlayStation biased but I'm sorry they're doing it right We ha- they have online games they have multiplayer games but they still keep putting out good single player story driven games which is why I got into video games I know that's not to everyone's personal taste but it's just it's a sad old affair, I think, at the minute, a lot of gaming. Like, especially when you look at what younger people are playing. That's what they're going to think is normal gaming. And it probably will be. But that's a shame. Anyway. Well. Is that, is that the news? The last episode as well. That's the end of our hobby. You've called time on it. You've throat-chopped yeah. the industry as a whole. Even though there's, there's so much other there's, no, there's, games coming out. I know, I know. But it's the big ones you look forward to when they take that path. It's just so disappointing. Well, and that is, like I said originally, that is a personal choice. I'm sure there's people out there who are going to love Gotham Knights and crack on. But for me, that's nothing I want to see. And we'll go just touch upon the like the delay thing we talked about last week about games being delayed and sort of 
but they were teasing this game for like well over a year. And the problem with that is you build it up in your head as something completely different. So when well, that's you, what you've when done they, wrong, isn't it? You oh yeah, no, I know. I'm a yeah. I I uh, hold my hands up to doing that. I do that with a lot of stuff. But this is where the problem arises with with teasing things for so long. And and that seems to have been the way this year, especially sadly down to to COVID, delaying a lot of things and and the delivery of things being very different. So it's it's been a long summer of sort of drip fed news. Well, on that note, Tom, does that tie up the news with a pretty red ribbon? <laughs> I think it was more a uh, yeah, a tombstone pile driver, but Okay. Uh, well let's draw a line under the news there. That's the end of the news. Tom, if the assembled masses wanted to get in touch and tell you you're wrong. And if you just let yourself go and got yourself a battle pass for Fortnite, bought yourself <laughs> some poor guy skins, you would come over yeah. to the dark side, which from their side is the light side. You're on the dark side. I just don't get I don't get the skins thing. I don't get it. It's like you can unlock them in Overwatch for free, but even if I couldn't, I'd never buy them. Like, I might get bored of playing the same character for, like, six months and think, oh, I'll just buy that. But when people are spending what they spend on it, I'm like, oh, my good God. Well, if they want to get in touch with you and say they like to emote their character with the latest dance, that themed jacket, (laughs) they want to dress as Aquaman and let you know that you are literally a prehistoric dinosaur claw. I probably am now. From a bygone era. How would they yes. get in contact with us and or join in the conversation? Uh, you can call me on my personal mobile. No, let's not go there. Um, I can, can read that out on. if you want me to. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's my uh, that's my decoy one. Um, it's your burner phone, is it? The one you yeah, use for your is, fans yeah. and your Hispanic yeah. housemaids. <laughs> so you can reach us on questions at unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com via email or you can direct messages on Instagram or Twitter. Also, we have a Discord, which is uh, through a link tree, not a skill tree, mm-hmm. over on our Instagram page, where you can come and join the Discord forum and chat with lots of like-minded gamers about lots of different things. We're occasionally on there, so it's a great little place with some uh, some great voices and knowledge of the uh, of video game culture. Okay, so, well... I've probably burned my bridges with a lot of them today after that rant. But. I think we probably both have. I can't speak for some reason this episode, and I've lost the ability to be able to read a script, which <laughs> uh, Nancy the intern has skillfully typed. I can't even read it properly, nor can I even get my words arranged. You weren't able to keep your housemaids in order, so they they were doing some sort of strange Polynesian chorus in the background. <laughs> there's a time and a place for that this episode it? feels like the young ones where they drive the double decker bus off off the cliff it into does a, feel a little of cliff like Richard. well hopefully the listens will reflect that and my heartfelt plea at the beginning begging them to subscribe heck if they've survived to this point you know they might as well and the way i look at it okay people subscribe every day to cat videos and life hack videos this is certainly of a slightly higher quality than a cat video. Mm. We've churned out some cracking material. Um, 
We have. And it's well worth a listen. The, the backlog's been getting, yeah, the, the backlog's getting really hammered at the minute. So that's good to see. Well, on or that note, tells, is it too it soon us. to let them know that next week is the Tom Penned Magnum Opus, the original Xbox retrospective that can only be described as his finest work, literally. You know, this guy is a gaming guru. That's why we've hired him to come on the show. He knows his stuff, and he's gone off, and he's self-penned probably one of the best retrospectives we've ever done. And that's coming up next week. So if you're a fan of the Xbox brand, Microsoft in general, you want to hear the story of how the Xbox came about, why it's called Xbox, quite frankly, if you're not tuning in next week and waiting almost keyboard poised for the Instagram post asking for your memories and thoughts about the original Xbox, then you're no longer a gamer. Well, that's put a lot of pressure on. I very much doubt it. I'm sure it's already finished and it's being edited by your suite of script editors. I get Nancy, the intern, James, the work experience boy, and sometimes Bill, the producer, spills what looks like Tipex across the whole script. And therefore, <laughs> I end up with about four words, which I then have to rewrite in pencil. Tom, our hordes of fans, or at least the ones that actually make the effort not just to listen, but to write in and contribute to the show. And I don't know why you wouldn't want to write in and contribute, Tom, because every month someone wins a prize. A geek-related print of their choice from Comic Pictures on Etsy. And now there's some fine works of art. And what's better, Tom, than getting it for free? All for the cost of contributing to your favourite weekly gaming podcast show and as a little bonus, if Tom has had his ego slarred up enough, he will pick your name from the plethora of comments we receive on a weekly basis, and you could win the prize. Really doesn't get any better than that. This it week, not. as I say, the mailbag has been overflowing. It was brought in by a small gerbil on a small <laughs> cart <laughs> containing three... Uh, no more than that. I don't know how many. Uh, anyway, it's uh, gaming questions this week. As a welcome change to regular proceedings, we open up the mailbag and we've asked you for your thoughts and questions about the future show content, gaming, what you're playing, and any recommendations. The mailbag, this is uh, Nancy the intern has written this ever, the promotion list. The mailbag is full, so we've picked out the juiciest ones to talk about on air. First up, Tom, after you. Uh, Sort of, I think it might be me actually took a turn in the chair to uh, say Gazel's Games comments don't normally last more than four words. He's come back with a vengeance. This is Gazel's Games. You can find him on, I think, YouTube. He's on Insta as well. He's Gazel's Games. He says, highly wondering how new games for PS4 will handle on current gen. The Avengers beta makes my PS4 Pro sound louder than ever. It can't cope. Worth buying end-of-gen games now or best waiting for PS5. Better graphics and hopefully not an overheated console. I'll be doing a vid on said topic soon, but feel free to discuss. One thing I'll say to you, Gazzles Games, take your PS4 Pro apart, 
as we said on this episode before, clean the fan. Or imagine you've got a load of your fine down-like hair all trapped inside it, and the dust from your entertainment system has been sucked into there, and the PS4 Pro is probably dying because it's sucked in almost six yards of desiccated human flesh. Tom, I'll be I'll be sending mine through the post to you so you can. You do literally that for me. put your hand, unplug it all. You put your hands around the back of the console and pull up like opening a flipping Tupperware. And then you get your Hoover and you rather clumsily just Hoover out all the insides and the side vents. Job, as they say in the trade, sorted. If you want to post your PS4 Pro console from New York all the way to the UK for me to Hoover, when you've got now, I'm allergic to dust. Allergic to it. Wow. Okay. There's a shocking confession that adds to the lore of the show. Tom's allergic to dust. The apartment has to be sealed, like a genetically sealed, like a submarine. Question for you: How has your console got dusty? If you're in a medically sealed apartment, it came over with me on the plane, got dirty. So it's been it's been put into containment. The Howard Hughes of podcasters. Anyway, let's wade in on the comment he says about his Avengers beta making his PS4 Pro sound. Is it worth buying end of gen games now? Helena's in full form today. Is it best getting next gen games, end of gen games now, or is it best waiting for PS5 uh, to come out? I think you're doing that with what are you doing? That Cyberpunk, with? yeah. Cyberpunk. Yeah, I, I see his point. I think some of these, especially if they get closer and closer to the uh, the launch of the next gen consoles, I think yeah, it's actually probably worth waiting. If you if you're going down the route of buying the new next gen console, whichever one it may be, you might as well save that title for that hmm. it's going to run slightly better you but like you said before when you go to launch for a new console you kind of want a game specifically designed for that machine not going back catalogue which we've done in the past it just doesn't feel quite right but I think Cyberpunk's a big enough game and a, a graphically very impressive title that they could uh, that, that would feel still special on an next gen console Mm, okay, well, uh, thank you, Gazzles Games, for your message. Yeah, All thanks, Gaz. Want to check him out? Should go do so. Hopefully, he gives us the props in return. I very much doubt it. It's an ego like yourself. Uh, the Chronicles of Gamer, he says, just waiting <laughs> for that PS5 to drop. I'm currently playing Ghost of Tsushima, and I can say just within the seven hours I've played, it's definitely going in my top 10 games of all time. That should make your ears feel like they've been serenaded, Thomas. It says, I have a bunch of games in the backlog to keep me entertained for now. I would really love a history of whatever. I think you guys do an excellent job on those. I would even love a top 10 or worst 10 for each system that you guys played and why. Thanks for the show, guys. I appreciate you still doing it, especially in times like these. Well, we've kept going despite being geographically separated by circa 8,000 miles, one would imagine. He says he's playing Ghosts and he's loving it. Uh, it's in his top 10 games of all time already, Tom. That should make you mm. smile. Do you know you remind me of with that backlit face on the camera? Obviously, the fans don't get to see you. You're clothed this time as well, which makes a change. You look like you look a little bit like Shia LaBeouf. Awesome. I watched the Peanut Butter Falcon the other day. It was really good. 
Oh, he's, 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 he's matured into quite a good little actor as Shy. From his, uh, it's a, his... a re- wrestling-based storyline as well, so it's well worth the watch. Nick Foley's in it at the end. Spoilers. Wh- wow. Well, there's no point anyone now watching it. Anyone <laughs> that they were going to watch the Peter <laughs> that, Butter that Falcon? Was ter- that was a terrible spoiler. I'm really sorry. Um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, Bobby, Chronicles of a Gamer, is saying... He would like us to do some more history ofs, which next week we will have one. We've got him covered uh, top, there. Yeah, we have. Uh, top 10 uh, or worst top 10 for each system that you guys have played and why. That that would be quite interesting. Um, I don't think I could do like a top 10 worst because, yeah, I've played some bad games, but usually I'm pretty reserved on what I buy. I think I'd struggle to do a, a full top 10 per system. What's uh, the for, worst for, for game? Bad game. As a little teaser, what do you think's the worst game you've ever, I've played? ever played? What's the one game that you just like, oh my goodness gracious me, you couldn't ever face looking at again, buying, having in your house, polluting your hermetically sealed apartment? What's that one title that really grinds your gears? Honestly, I'm struggling to come up with one. Like I say, I don't. Biggest disappointment? Ah. I know one. Print. It was a Prince of Persia game, and I think it was for the original Xbox. Yeah, it would have been, wouldn't it? I will have to have a look at that. I remember getting it and thinking, "I'm just really not enjoying this." It wasn't the Sands of Time one. I think that that had that really nice warrior. Mechanic. The warrior within could have been that one. Yeah. I'm surprised by that because you at the time would have been wearing those baggy skateboard trousers. You'd have been very (laughs) angsty and Ubisoft probably channeled their inner of the moment vibe to produce what technically should have been your best game. But you've obviously railed against that and said, no, not for me. Thank you. Uh, Well, thank you for messaging in, Bobby. The love is very much appreciated. We're going to reward your request with the history of the original Xbox next week. You're a bit of a PlayStation fan, but I'm sure you'll find something in there. Tom will have probably... It was called... Factor 3? It was called Prince of Persia, and it was to the Xbox 360, actually. Oh, right. Um, It it looked very nice, but it just was not a good game in my eyes. Probably because... It was like a real... Yeah, it was, it was like a reimagining of the uh, like the Warrior Within and Sands of Time and that series. So yeah, not not great. Okay, well, messaging in next, Comet Pictures seventy nine. He says, really happy with the stuff we're seeing from all the big gaming houses. Absolutely impressed a bits with the monumental achievement that is Flight Simulator. Can't wait to play that. Miffed at the continued use of timed exclusivity, meaning that that with cross-play it's gamers who get uh, screwed but on the whole as excited as ever for games 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 and there seems to be a lot more really impressive ones everywhere you look time great time to be a gamer he, it he, is yeah does comic picture 79 work for microsoft i think you might do <laughs> um Timed yeah, exclusives. I, know, I, I, I thought I, I, timed exclusives, the Xbox needs to just let go of their timed exclusives thing, don't they? Because I think they're the ones who've probably got the most at the moment. We don't know, do we? I think there's still a lot of cards to be, to be dealt for, for the, uh, the next-gen exclusives anyway. But after my little rant 
there is a mirror side of that. There is a lot of choice nowadays. And we there have, is. We have a wealth of, of some really cream of the crop. Well, one thing... Boundary-pushing games. This will make Adam there. happy um, because he's excited as ever for games, games, games. In this world of gaming that we find ourselves in, you all right, Tom? Doing your yoga? Yes, sorry, sorry, sorry. You've yeah. rolled over on your rolling uh, mat yeah. to the other just side. Doing, just doing upward gerbil. <laughs> <laughs> I don't quite know how it got the name gerbil. Maybe Pauline can tell us about that later on. Uh, <laughs> the the timed exclusivity thing, let's put that to bed. I mean, it, it is what it is. I think timed exclusives have been around for a long time. Let's face it, both ends of the spectrum have been very yeah. big on timed exclusives at one point in time. I think it's part of gaming. If you want to create a hub bub and there's that big game coming out and you've got some money in your advertising budget and you feel like throwing it down on a timed exclusive. The one thing I would say about timed exclusives is if you've got the patience, you're going to get to play it on whatever system eventually. So, Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there picking up um, Horizon Zero Dawn on the PC and probably going to have a great time. Yeah, For me, I, I see his point. It, it would just be nice for everyone to enjoy at the same time. I think it'd probably create better discussions and Sort of the hype there's so many games out ways. there it does it really matter when they eventually finally come out and with most timed exclusives when they do finally launch on the other system they've got a dearth of extra content they end up being the game of the year edition don't they so you get the dlc you get all the books yeah, and true. out yeah. you know timed think- exclusives come with a bit of a yin and yang they're a bit rushed you don't get really everything that you're going to get mm. if you waited a year in the first place and does it really matter would you rather play the very best version of it you can in which case the time exclusive can work as a positive he says there's excited for games yeah. games games i was going to make a point here you know when the playstation 2 and the original xbox were out there we didn't get indie games no and there's some very high quality indie games out there yeah. in circulation at the moment and comic pictures our friend adam uh, of the show he's a big champion of the indie games and rightly so there's some very interesting unique titles out there that probably wouldn't get done by a triple a publishing house they wouldn't take the risk they probably can't like uh label un- it with unti- microtransactions yeah. so untitled goose game this week said it's going to two-player update that's that's a game that you just think that would have never seen the light of day back in well probably yeah ps2 era Definitely not. Um, Up next, so thank you for your comment, as always, Adam. Um, It's always got something. Let's just talk about Flight Simulator for a moment, because one has to... Oh, yeah, that's a big release this week, yeah. That looks absolutely incredible. And kudos to Microsoft for getting that running. I don't think it's on Xbox yet, is it? But it's certainly on PC. That is doing things that we could only have dreamed of maybe even only five years ago. It's now a full-time yeah. release. Everyone thought, oh, this has been, it's got announced and released to the, to the masses as a, we're doing it quite some time ago now. But it's now out there in circulation. I think Bobby popped up on Discord, two guys that had actually sat in a real aeroplane yeah. cockpit and done the 16-hour flight from America to 
how was it Abu Dhabi, I think, uh, in real time as well. So there's some fascinating things going on, but it's doing things with sort of um, server-based graphics rendering and all that other good stuff. And, you know, I thought Sit Flight Simulator was dead. I think most of the community probably did as well, but now it's had an absolutely electrifying jolt stood up its backside, and now it's probably one of the most graphically impressive games money can even buy. And, and hopefully it's open, yeah, hopefully it's opened the door and to the different use of technology that could be implemented in other games as well. Because mm. Flight Simulator is not going to be, it's a very quiet taste still, even with impressive as this new one is. So it, it's great they've pushed boundaries with that technology in that game and hopefully be able to replicate that for other things. Well, crawling out the post back next. We've got the show's... Retro Gamer Thomas. Loyal and listener. Um, he he says, says, oh, come on. Should we do, do it together? I better, I better, yeah, I better read one, haven't I? Um, can't can't, can't earn for, that wage. Yeah, it is. Need to do something, don't I? Can't wait for PS5 release. The game's lineup looks fantastic, and we're certainly pushing the boundaries with haptic feedback, etc. It's exciting times ahead. Haven't done much gaming this week as I'm redecorating. Uh, sad emoji. But I've had a dabble on Super Mario 3D World. 3D World. I've just purchased the Saboteur, so I can't wait to play that. Is that that black and white one? Yeah, EA game. Yeah, where it goes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, where do we get to? Also, just bought the golf club so that we can start having some rounds, George Boy. Part of your fan club, isn't he? Sadly. <laughs> the lesser of the two. The lesser of the two fan clubs by numbers. Maybe keep, so. Keep plugging in. There. Well, basically, I've got one fan. His name's Retro Gamer Thomas and his family. So that's that's like two or three, if you want to count his daughter as well, that gets press ganged into being a fan of mine. Uh, yeah. I don't mind anyway, being the number two in the show. That's, that's good, then. And I can't forget on the case uh, contracts, there's plenty of work to do as long as I don't stack the tractor again. <laughs> Your times on Farming Simulator, which can be viewed on YouTube. What's the name of your game streaming show that you do without me? It's just called Unofficial Controller Podcast on YouTube, friend. That's it, really. It's about as popular as syphilis. Uh, 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 so, uh, surely you need my my um, blessing to, to do that. Check your wages, outside of contract work bonus, £500 every time I upload a video to YouTube that doesn't have you in it. So. Phil, for every bale of hay that is taken in Farming Simulator, I want an extra... Well, that's why I'm not doing the video. I haven't done a video in a long time because I'm flat broke because of all the money I have to pay every time I get a view. Uh, Also, one thing I'd say about that is I was quite happily working away in a field in Retro Gamer Thomas and I... Anyway, here comes the pump piece from Retro Gamer Thomas. As for topics to cover, I love the system histories. They're fantastic especially when you guys talk about your nostalgia for the system. Thanks, guys. The show's awesome. Whatever you do, thanks for the awesome community you've created. Can I tell you this? <laughs> All right, I'll save his embarrassment for another time. You want that. Well, let's hope that next week's system history can live up to the high praise it seems to be gathering. There's uh, more hype poured on to Tom. No doubt he's probably just paid some up-and-coming journalists for IGN to write it for him. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? Say sorry now. I'm sorry. C Plus Skin is up next. 
and he's got this to say. Is anyone else really hating this long game of chicken between being played between Sony and Microsoft? I get that they're waiting to see who blinks first, but this amount of waiting for new news on brand new, soon-to-be-released consoles is slowly driving me nuts. It's being unemployed and stuck at home for the past four months is only starting to affect me now. Well, The game of chicken yeah. alludes to, it'd be quite nice to know a price, wouldn't it? It'd be quite nice to know an actual release date. Uh, it's, it's, it's rapidly approaching. We're now, well, we're nearly in September. Really? Yeah. Did it take a week by the time this podcast finally makes it into the free feeds for everybody? Uh, yeah. And then, presumably, we've only got a month to wait before they're scheduled to be out in mid-November. I know. So, what's so, going on? Oh, my goodness. That was the... Oh, my goodness. Inverse gerbil collapsed. Your muscles have atrophied, <laughs> atrophied and you've fallen down and kicked off I'm your highly up. praised setup that you've got there. Banging all some speakers. Well, I think it is getting a bit ridiculous now. I mean, Sony again coming out this week saying they are releasing still with the PS5. But what's going on? Like, people, people have got money to spend and they're just like thinking... No, we'll leave it a little longer. I th- I, it probably is right down to the wire because of COVID. I think we'd know by now otherwise. Well, so C-plus yeah, hang skin. in there, Seaplus skin. Yeah, hang in there, friend, and thanks for us for contributing to the show as you always do. Thank you very much. You're a, you're a top lad, and uh, I wish you all the best finding yourself some employment, and hopefully you can get out the house. If you're struggling big time, send me a DM. Uh, I don't know what console that you play on, but we can send you a little care package or something like that. You can't say fairer than that, can you? Man's unemployed. So, you know, maybe we can sort something out for Seapliskin. Bobaloba says, my name's Rob and I'm addicted to Warzone. Don't know really what to say about that. Ah, Bobaloba, he's part of the XBM community and they've got, uh, I expected I'd have got a free code for the upgraded car mechanic simulator, but they've got one. And they've got a copy to give away. So make sure you go and watch their video. Nice. Get involved on XBM and do whatever you need to do to get yourself eligible for a free code. Comic Pictures has chimed back in. He says, as evidenced by my involvement in this thread, I too am addicted to Warzone. Now, we got Sean here. Tommy UK 73 He messages in on the Instagram. I hate the guy, to be honest with you. I think he's an absolute <laughs> slug of a human being. Uh, I wouldn't even... I don't think I'd even pour a glass of my urine on him if he was on fire. Now, he's got, as always, a rather bitter and evil comment. He says, no E3 has been dreadful as we've been drip-fed. And I don't even know if that's safe for a PG podcast. But Chipolata teased. Chipolata teased nuggets of next-gen info. Bring back E3 next year with all its hyperbole. I think you meant hyperbole, but, you know, <laughs> he's not a very eloquent human being obviously I don't know why we tolerate him I think we should shadow ban him Phil can that be done uh, overall though played some great games this year already and really looking forward to the end of the year hopefully with not too many more delays well that's that's a that's a way to get he you he sounds back. like my sort of guy he does doesn't he he does it how it is yeah <laughs> We shouldn't have the fans thinking. How can they talk about that's one of that's one of your social media presences, is it not? It could be, yeah. It could be. Okay, he's a sort of pull the ladder up and sod the rest type of guy. Very much so. Yeah, that's 
that's very much that kind of character. Yeah, Tommy UK seventy three. He's he's all <laughs> toys out the pram because he's had no E three. Never mind the fact there's an absolute pandemic gripping the earth. No worries, friend. I want I want E <laughs> three and I want it now. I want all the hyperbole feeds and teasers and adverts and I don't want you to. I don't want you to chip a lot to tease me with some next-gen info. Give me a PS5 now. Yeah. Straight talking. Who we got next? <laughs> Roast Space Monk, a.k.a. Doogie. He says, my game playing has been taking a hit lately for work. All I'm really playing is COD Warzone and occasionally Fall Guys. One thing I'd say about Fall Guys, Tom, is um, they're doing a Tom skin, aren't they? Where you get... Uh, that's big boo font. Yeah, an eighty foot in scale hairdo for the top of your. <laughs> Basically, he's a glitched cheat character, so you can you can lay the boo font down and just run across any gaps, and also spin around and wipe everyone off the map. So Absolutely. that's what Race Space Monk's been playing. I don't know whether he's used the microtransaction to line your pocket with the boo font, but he says. But other than that, game has pretty much stopped. I've played a wee bit of Xbox game streaming on my phone, which I have to say has impressed me. Being able to play Xbox games without an actual Xbox is amazing, and it runs pretty well for a preview. I'd love to hear you guys talk about your favorite wrestling games in an episode in the future. Of course, No Mercy is the only choice for best game. Not when WWF Attitude is out there, do you? <laughs> sure. We'd, I think we'd love to do that. Obviously, it's, again, it's a very acquired taste. And maybe we'd have to implement some other American sports or sports entertainment things in, included with that. But yeah, we'd love to do an episode on that. And it's it's always been in our ideas folder that we have. I'd like to do a wrestling game episode. We could maybe do a retrospective on probably that No Mercy and uh, the Smackdown oh. 2 era. Can you imagine a feature? Battle of the Titans. Dedicated the Titans. to no... Well, No Mercy or WrestleMania 2000. For me, WrestleMania 2000 was the better game. But Yeah, but we could have the... That, that would be a little precursor to the games that came before them. So you'd have No Mercy and SmackDown 2, Know Your Rule. Know Your Rule. Know Your Rule. rule. <laughs> That's my version. <laughs> That's the Paulina version. Is it now? Uh, yeah. Up next, Vince the Gamer. He says, I'm really looking forward... Well, first of all, before I move on, so abruptly, thank you, as always, for the support and love from your good self, Doogie, and yeah, some good ideas there. That Xbox game streaming, Tom. So yesterday, the Discord was alive with people getting the codes and getting their phones up and running. Doogie was wiring his uh, Xbox controller into his phone, playing yeah. game. Obviously, remote play... Uh, for PlayStation, has been around a little while on the Vita, of which I've used it loads and had some pretty good enjoyment out of. But the Xbox community joining in now using the phone and probably what's a better solution, if I'm honest with you, a Bluetooth controller or the Xbox controller that you've paired with your device. Seems the what, the, pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I love those ideas with the Vita, um, the streaming from sort of Xbox onto phones or tablets, whatever you want to use, and the Switch with its uh, portable games console uh, that you can play at home or or wherever. There's all those options. But for me, 
when I play my video games, I'm at home in front of the TV. After having the Switch for so long, I've got to say, I didn't really or have never used it that much in tablet form. So I know you do like the way you use the Vita kind of makes sense to me, but I don't ever find myself in those situations where I think, I wish, yeah, if you travel to work on the train, it must be ideal or that sort of situation or you ride the bus a lot or um, you, you work in maybe a shop where you get, things are very quiet at the minute and you get a lot of spare time. I, I would, I, I would you... love to hear from the uh, community. I would love for a Switch user, a prolific Switch user to reach out because whenever I've played... When I take the Vita away, I need to go sit down somewhere comfortable. I need to put some earphones on. Whenever I try to play on public transport, train, plane, automobile, whatever, I mean, yeah. a, boat, a boat would be different, presumably mm-hmm. a cruise or something like that. You can be a bit more private. But I always sort of freak out. I'm always like trying to keep sure my bags are between my feet and I'm not going to get robbed and I'm, I've got this console out and I'm feeling a little bit on edge because oh, oh is it my stop is it not my stop is matey boys watching me play mm. and that's sort of in yeah. the room with my game and when I'm at home and it's in the dock I feel like I'm totally and let's use Breath of the Wild as an example I'm totally in the world when I take it with me and I've got it on the train I've kind of been yeah battered and I've, I've unzipped this thing out and I've put the case on the floor because there's no seating room and I'm, I'm kind of half trying to play this thing but I'm also trying not to let my switch case full of you know let's say there's six games in there six times I must it's like I must admit like I, yeah I mean I, I've I've taken the switch out um to, to cafes and stuff and it's still sadly got that uh, stigma of where no one will bat an eyelid where you're playing around with your phone for two hours yet you pull out a switch or a, or a vita or um a, a controller to control something on your phone people look like you're some kind of alien yeah that's so, true it, it's it's just like well why is that different i'm playing something better than your garbage you're playing on your phone um, oh next week yeah if you can't make it for the xbox retrospective seeing as it's, as it's green uh Phil, the producer, was on about lining me up as a, a cross-promotional with uh, Alan Titchmarsh. Oh, yeah. From his uh, Green Fingers podcast. And we were going to do, me and him were going to do the Xbox One because he's he said to Phil, he's a gamer because he goes to the local cafe with his newspaper and plays Candy Crush outside. Oh, is he? Yeah. Big gamer. Yeah, he's right. a big gamer. Also, okay. on, a, on a slightly more serious note, Akido Gaming Bar have asked me onto their bi-monthly podcast as a co-host. So your final, so keep your ears pinned for that, listeners, if you want a little bit of something. <laughs> so as a final triple bonus for you, you get the uh, cross-promotional uh, triple feedback reward. Paulina, um, get him on the phone now. Now. I did, look, to be honest, I didn't think you'd be up for it, pal. So, you know, otherwise I'd have said that you might want to be on as well. No, no, no. I, I know when I'm not wanted. <laughs> look at his face. Does that mean we can finally kill this podcast? No. I'll just <laughs> and the streaming. 
And I'll do another one as well. Got another one in the works as well. And we've got my Magnum Opus well. history podcast that one day will come out and it'll have... Well, now, let, shall we let the listeners know what else we're working on? Seeing as, seeing as they've given us a lot this week, we should give them a little... What's the other thing we're working on? So, guys, I had a little idea. Uh, please, please, please get back to us if you think it's a good idea. We might even put it in the Discord as well to see what people's thoughts would be. Um, George is big into his history. I like to know. I know a lot of history. Um, we're thinking of doing a video games based on real life history series. So we'd maybe look at something like recently Ghost of Tsushima is based on brothers in arms, part, parts of history, uh, Japanese history, Mongolian history. Yeah, we were th- yeah another one brothers in arms. That'd be quite good to focus on that period of World War Two. And we would look. We, <laughs> trying to catch me out um we would look at the comparisons of how the story is told in the video game maybe a character it focuses on and if it was based on a real life person um i know this is very outlandish and it's not one we'd use but for example i think um was was edward kenworthy or kenway was he the pirate in assassin's creed yeah, because his dad's Haytham Kenway, isn't it? In three. Yeah. Yeah. So the, some of these characters are, he's now wielding a wooden boken to signal, don't talk about this idea anymore, even though he loves the idea and he wants it to happen. So, yeah, please let us know on that. We've gone well off tangent here. We need to get back to Finster the Gamer's comment. So oh, what's he got yes. to say? He says, good off Finster the Gamer. I'm really looking forward to the next year or two in gaming, purely just because of how little FOMO I'm feeling about everything. Well, he's got fear of missing out as our little Finster game. I call him little. He's probably six foot, probably built like a... Well, he, he, he looks like a strong man anyway. He always reminds me of like a Victorian strongman with his moustache. Yes. He looks, you know, he could like bench those big, round... Uh, bauble weights that they used to use back in the day. He looks like or like an old school pugilist like this. I want a picture on the Discord of him stripped to the waist, just because why not? Because it's one of our catchphrases. Fighting PCSO Roskamp. Oiled up. No, I want a real picture. <laughs> Oiled up with his moustache twisted, with the pugilistic, the Victorian pugilistic pose, looking at the camera with one eyebrow raised. So he probably needs to play this in the background while he poses. One eyebrow raised. Uh, yeah, and that's it probably. What I'd like. Anyway, nice. he says, with smart delivery, I don't feel this immense pressure to keep up with the latest technology. That is one thing to say about <clears throat> keeping your fans or well, locked in your ecosystem, but not necessarily feeling the need to upgrade. We've talked about that before whether that will hold them back going forward or whether it will allow people to embrace the whole Xbox brand a little easier. We'll see how that plays for them. Could be a killer move. Yeah, I think that's good that they've done that because, can you hear me okay? Unfortunately, Phil says you're coming through loud and clear. That's good then. Yeah, it's it's almost like a bit of market research, isn't it, for them over the next few years is to see how people adapt to having a lot lot longer to take the time to decide to upgrade mm. whereas 
the PlayStation approach is a bit more cutthroat, so it'll be interesting to see which one comes off better or if there's lessons to be learned from both well, One's those. certainly designed to sell new consoles and the other one's, I don't know. I think No, I think the other one's designed to keep existing fans and probably show value. Um, they've both got very different approaches, but I think that's that's just good for everyone gaming. I would say PlayStation is, is probably the more trusted and well-worn approach. It's the one that console manufacturers have been using since you know the NES, isn't it? To the mm. SNES yeah, true. upgrade. So, you know, if Xbox are going to flip the script, upend the Uckers table, as we'd say in the Royal Navy, um, yeah. Uh, with smart delivery, I don't feel this immense pressure to keep up with the latest technology on day one and with most games coming straight to Games Pass, I know I'm not going to have to make difficult choices about what to spend my money on. For the first time in a long time, I can take things at my own pace and anything will be there that I've missed waiting for me. Yeah. Games Pass, the gift that keeps on giving, Tom. Not exactly that. Is a fantastic offering. Uh, I did see on the Discord yesterday, Adam thinks that's game-changing. He didn't get me disagreeing with him. certainly is. And with that smart delivery, you'll be able to play Xbox games on everything from a phone to an Xbox to a hot point washing machine by the time the year 2025 rolls around. So that's certainly letting people embrace many different formats. And if going forward, they'll be only able to measure their metric through the medium of Games Pass subscribers rather than consoles sold. That would make more sense to them, wouldn't it? Or to me, it's a metric we we can measure. Last comment in the mailbag, Tom. I've rooted round. It's a postcard from King Lizard. It's from Pembrokeshire. It's absolutely wonderful what he's done. Let me show you it on the camera so you can read it from New York apartment. What does he say on that postcard, Tom? Currently playing Ghost of Tsushima, which is my game of the year 2020 at this point. Also working through a lot of PS games like Uncharted 2, Ooh. Last of Us Remastered, Ooh. and God of War. Some for the second time. Big hitters. Whilst I appreciate new technology, the next-gen consoles are another leap uh, into more expense in a big way to get the most out of PS5 and Xbox Series X. Going to need an 8K TV, which at its cheapest is around 2,500, and that's before you even buy either console, which are rumoured to be between 550 to 800. Yet again, we don't know, which is uh, annoying. That's way too much too soon for me. Depending on price, I may go with the Xbox Series X, but we will see. Thanks very much, King. I have seen, obviously, I keep my eye firmly pressed to the ground and have seen some rumours kicking around about what price Xbox Series S will be and what price the PS5 will be. And they're all around that sort of 499 mark. I think the discless versions of both were... About hundred pound less, hundred and fifty pound less. The Xbox Series S. So we've had a little bit more leaky rumor stuff going on. That's I don't quite get. But it's still not officially announced. Yeah, moment, I, I just it? the series the Series X. I get it makes a lot of sense to me. Good idea. It's powerful console. If you're going for teraflops, boom, smash in comes your swole Xbox. Uh, Qui Gon, <laughs> Qui Gon Jim of the uh, of the next gen consoles. It's got twelve teraflops, therefore it's it's better than yours. But the Xbox Series S, from the specs that we've seen, 
is about on a par with the Series X, with the Xbox One X. I'm getting confused with all these Xbox versions. So, one yeah, they need to be. Yeah. What's the point of that? They need to be careful and not the stuff. This is like a mess of like little Johnny goes and asks for like a certain Xbox for Christmas, and then he just gets. Gets the series, thinks, thinks they're getting the next-gen version. The mumsy comes home, he unwraps the, you know, she, he writes to Father Christmas. Father Christmas sends through the medium of the delivery I just service. feel it's unnecessary. They could have just gone for a discless version. To of, stuff, the, of the like, X. Uh, yeah, just yeah. have a digital digital console or a disc-based console. Yeah, Keep I agree. Well, with yeah, the Series X, choice, is going to be around in bulk at retail for another six to 12 months. That's quite a long time. And that gives you a fair bit of crossover with smart delivery. You're not really, because let's, let's face it. When you're a younger gamer, you ask mumsy or dadsy to hook you up with this latest console. Mumsy or dadsy doesn't know what they're looking at unless they listen to this podcast and we implore them to, they're going to go down to game, aren't they? Mm. Can you imagine how confused they're going to be? Yeah. So it's well, this is Series X. This Xbox One X is less. Yeah, but that's last gen. Oh right, okay. But with smart delivery, you can play the latest games on it. Oh, oh, okay. So can we get Johnny this? Well, yes and no. If he wants an next gen con, what's he got at the minute? Oh, he's got an Xbox One. Oh, okay, this is more powerful than that. Oh right, okay. Well, what's this Xbox Series S? Now ah, right, okay. That's that's the next gen. All right, is it more powerful than the is it more powerful than the Series X? It's about the same. Right, okay. Very confused. But what about already. this what about this one X? That's next gen. That's twelve teraflops. That's the what you that's the one you want to get him. Yeah, but it's two hundred and fifty quid more. But you said it I could play the X one Xbox One X games on my Xbox One. Well, yeah, you can. So why am I getting him a console? Because he's got an Xbox One. I don't know. Has he got Games Pass? No. Get him that for Christmas, job sorted. Very strange. Strange decisions. But anyway, that's all the comments. Thank you very much for your input and your questions and uh, and well, what you'd like to see, which is great. The post bag's now drier than Gandhi's flip-flop, so we're going to have to uh, do a rain dance, Tom, to bring in another dearth of listener uh, comments. Thank you to everyone that's messaged in. If you weren't lucky enough to make the show, apologies, but there's always next time. There's always next time, Tom. There is. What's he been up to this week, eh? What's old Stingray been up to? He's been selling DC merch, hasn't he? Has he? Down at the Fandome, Farmerton. Brilliant. All that money I was meant to be PayPaling you, you just had to pay me back because you... The Grim Reaper of Farmerton just mentioned Farmerton on air, which means you owe me Ugh, money. I forgot that I should be sending to you. You now owe to me. Brilliant. I am the keeper of Farmerton law. I am the superhero of Farmerton. One day champion its return. Maybe for Christmas. If I get one message from a listener which is overwhelming response. <laughs> <laughs> I want a handwritten letter as well, so you're going to have to DM me for my oh, first. Oh, wow. 
I want it handwritten in a specific blue ink, preferably fountain, because it looks best when it's done in fountain. I want a message. Cartridge paper? Yes, I want the proper I want the proper job. I want almost okay. you know that sort of thick pulpy paper you can buy if you want to yeah, write yeah, like yeah. a yeah, I want one of those in a very nice envelope, possibly an off white, slight cream, handwritten episode handwritten note requesting that we go to Farmerton for Christmas. Almost pantomime pantomime. Pantomime. That's like a modern version of a pantomime, but they just do little meme skits. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon you got an idea there. That's yeah, one of pan- that's what that's what we'll call it, Farmerton. That's like me when I walk around with my voice recording, just making sure I don't forget any ideas. There you go. So Farmerton, the pantomime. That's what we will call it. If I get one handwritten, if we don't, right, it will just be a, a drunken, debauched mess in the studio, where spoilers, Tom will end up knocking some booze over Phil the producer's Christmas lights. In an ego like outburst tantrum, and the studio burned down, and we'll be hosting next year's series from an abandoned oil rig in the North Sea. Mm. Mm. Foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> Look, this anyway, one, they the, the gamers knew they wanted something. Yeah, so Stingray's been selling DC merch. Wow. Yeah, proper tat like plastic Harley Quinn baseball bats and inflatable hammers, boomerangs that don't come back. <laughs> the be- <laughs> boomerangs. Boomerangs. Light of boomerangs. Light of boomerangs, mate. Okay, well, in that Captain night, Boomerang. Captain Boomerangs here for a time in a time for a peek in what we affectionately call Stingray's boot. What's nestled between some counterfeit nappies and a dodgy copy of Battle for Endor this week? So these are the new release highlights for the week, August seventeenth to August twenty third, twenty twenty. Listeners, these are out on digital or physical. Will be by the time this podcast in your feed, but could be region dependent. Tom, you little dingo, how are you, mate? I'm all right. You know all those like outtakes we've done mm. with like voice say, what was the Australian guy? Oh, I can't remember now. We're calling Captain Boomerang. I think oh, you need to dig up, dig up you, you need to dig all those out and release them as a as an outtakes. I, I don't mean to be harsh to us, Tom, but one would imagine this is one of those cutting room floor episodes that we've seen <laughs> together today. Uh, but we're going to put it out anyway. Yeah, we'll put it out anyway because our stock's high. And to be honest with you, anything with the unofficial controller brand on it sounds like hotcakes. It does. That are made out of rat poison. Uh, <laughs> first, have you picked a mummy mummy? Uh, yes. You have. Third okay. down. Ah, interesting. Me, you, me, you. You better start then, friend. Uh, first up, we've got Evergate on the Switch, August 18th. Wield your soul flame, unleash extraordinary powers and dive into a touching story of two kindred spirits. Guide the childlike soul key on a journey through a beautiful and haunting afterlife in this unique 2D puzzle platform. I've just come up with the best new part of Stingray's boot. Every single week, instead of actually getting Nancy or James to find the proper press release for these different games, okay, I will personally write one, and you have to pick it out. 
Oh, okay. So like a oh, I like that. Yeah, that makes yeah. Interesting. Like uh, because Stingray likes counterfeit goods, doesn't he? So yeah, the counterfeit game. It will be a real game. It will be a real game, but the write-up will be not correct. It will be fake. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Okay, so once a week we'll have a fake Stingray version of the game. If we're rec- if we're recording on a Friday though, uh, it will just be me. I'll just be on autopilot then because I'll be that tired and just be reading it, won't? I'm not even notice. Well, that's part of the comedy, isn't it? You Assassin, hopefully... Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed, the uh, <laughs> the Victorian years take part in Victorian farming. <laughs> Assassins, what are you doing? I think you've been. Uh, it's my chair. Yeah, I think this studio here has got to you. I think it's been a little bit too much toad licking going on for you. But yeah, next, move out the way. Let me look in the boot of this. What uh, we got? Let me have a look in the boot of this Nissan Bluebird. Here, let me pull this one out. Now, this should make Adam happy, although it's not on Xbox yet. It's Microsoft Flight Simulator for the PC August 18th. From light planes to wide-bodied jets, fly a highly detailed and accurate aircraft in the next generation of Microsoft Flight Simulator. Test your piloting skills against the challenges of night flying, real-time atmospheric simulation, and live weather in a dynamic and living world. Well, next up's my mummy, mummy pick of the week. Mortal Before Shower. you dive into that, have you picked a VHS? Yes. I will think of one by the end. Ooh. We'll have to see what he's got. Looks pretty slim pickings. Mortal Shell, available on PC, PS4, and Xbox One. August 18th, Mortal Shell is a deep action RPG that tests your sanity and resilience in a shattered world. Your adversaries spare no mercy with survival demanding superior awareness, precision, and instincts. Uh, possess. Lost warriors track down hidden sanctums of the devout and face formidable foes. Oh, this one. It looked quite good, that did. No, I think the last one might be my mum. No, I think this one's my mummy, mummy. Spiritfarer, PC, PS4, Xbox One, Switch. And might I add, this is also releasing on the real next-gen console available now the google stadia most powerful gaming console on planet earth it's using real next-gen delivery solutions to bring you the best games through a fire stick to your tv but it doesn't matter friend because it's using a suite of server pcs to power this game unbelievable spirit it's out August 18th. Spiritfarer, that's that's the money I needed to pay your wages. Spiritfarer (laughs) is a cosy management game about dying. So those server PCs, they can breathe a sigh of relief. It's another 2D game coming to the Switch. It's a a management game about dying. As Ferrymaster to the deceased, build a boat to explore the world, care for your spirit friends, and guide them across mystical seas to finally release them in the afterlife. What will you leave behind? Yeah, that sounds like a really happy game, doesn't it? Like, come on, dead things, I'll take you to the spirit world and then I'll never see you again because you're dead and I'm not. Uh, Up next, I'll take this one if you like, seeing as you're uh, grimacing with your phone. Battletoads out on PC and Xbox One. Um, Battletoads originally released on the Nintendo, but now it seems to be part of the Microsoft Xbox community. 
There's an exclusive for you if ever you needed one. August 20th, this looks good as well. Over-the-top yeah, combat this. with combos and hard-hitting morph attacks, wild varied gameplay, sequences for all types of gamers, hand-drawn animation, feels like playing a cartoon. Yes, it surely does. Drop-in couch co-op for up to three. Tom, three players. A trio. Yeah, that looks really gamers. good. Yeah. What's uh, Grief Helm, next on PC, August 20th. Grief Helm is a award-winning tactical dueling game with lethal medieval weaponry. Skewer enemies, deflect blows, and push your advantage as you tactically overcome your foes in fast-paced duels. Prove yourself worthy of eternal reward. Next, Pastel Blind Karma on the PC, August 20th. Pastel is a single-player 3D adventure game. Players Pastel, a nine-tailed fox. That makes it uh, six times better than Tails. That's pretty rubbish maths Tom but that's how I calculate the listeners who has just woken up from neighbor growing forest with no memory or of who she is or how she got there you will need to travel through time to recover her memories and prevent a great calamity from taking place this has worked out well for you Peaky Blinders Mastermind PC PS4 Xbox One Switch August 20th Peaky Blinders Mastermind is a puzzle adventure game based on the multi-award winning TV show Become the mastermind as you control key cards and pull off perfectly synchronized plans. Here's here's a taster of what next week will be like. If this game had released next week, I'd have done this. Remnant from the Ashes Complete Edition, PC, PS4, Xbox One, August 20th. Play as legends, both of them, in the world's greatest cricket game, <laughs> Remnant from the Ashes, discovering the electric 80s era of cricket. If only it was that. <laughs> What's up next? Uh, Aokana, Four Rhythms Across the Blue, PS4 and Switch, August 21. In a world where flying through the sky is as simple as riding a bicycle, the sport flying circus is all the rage. Following the discovery of anti-gravity and special shoes that allow an individual to fly, anti-graviton shoes took the world by storm. Also coming out is new Super Lucky's Tale, PC, uh, PS4, Xbox One, August 21st. Jump, borrow, and tail swipe your way to victory in this love letter to classic 3D platformers. Uh, PGA Tour 2K21, PC, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and Stadia, August 21st. That it looks Play amazing against. on Stadia, yeah. Tom. It does. Play against the pros, play with your crew in PGA Tour 2K21 as you play by the rules or create your own featuring a new PGA Tour career mode. Licensed courses and more, powered by the golf club. Do you know what my mummy, do you know what my mummy mummy VHS is? What are you going for? Enemy of the state, Hackman and Smith. Oh, that's a great choice. Mm. Mm. I'll go a similar vein. I'll go for Eagle Eye with Shia LaBeouf. Okay. You are him, aren't you? I've never seen you and Shia LaBeouf in the same room. Some say it's impossible. <laughs> with that, the boot I slams. I used to be, I used to be, like, you know, a little fill like you know, this insider knowledge. I was his stunt double <laughs> in Transformers. So you're a slightly ugly, ugly fat version yeah. of Shia LaBeouf? Basically, yeah. It's not for your ego. It's not normally something your ego would allow, but... Uh, well, I earned a lot of money off Mr. Bay for that. Wonderful. Well, with that, Tom, 
like dust kicked up on a dusty track. He just fades and disappears away, does our Stingray. Those that paid attention at the top of the show, Odder's still gripping his wheel. Could have relaxed that as soon as we got to the news, Odders, but, you know, <laughs> why not hold on to it to this point? Tom, what are you hoping to play? I don't know. I've run out of games a little bit. I'll play Ghost of Tsushima, obviously, but, yeah, it's going to be a dry old spell, I think, for, um, for a few months. Question. Plowing all that money into next gen. Why don't you pick up control? Oh, yeah, that has always tempted me because it's Here's still one. relatively Here's new. one for the listeners. Is the Alan Wake DLC locked to Xbox, quite rightfully so as an exclusive, or would us PlayStation gamers also get access to it? I believe it's for everyone, but I will look into that. That's very cool. Unless, unless someone lets us know. Yeah, that has, uh, that has tempted me to pick that up, actually. It's, uh, it's been a big fan of the wake. Well. Yeah, probably a good time to get the game as well with it having a, a large DLC expansion on the horizon. Yeah, I might take a dabble on that. Okay. Anything else you're going to play? Normally that online ramble, bit of fall, guys. You're still playing that? Yeah, I love it. I still, well, no, I haven't played it this week, uh, but I've, I've yet to get a win on it. Quite disgraceful. <sighs> <sighs> Everyone crowned win on that. Mumsy's had a I win know. on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel very, uh, very terrible. Do you know how she got the win? She came in with the Hoover on skin. and the Xbox controller was on the floor. No, not using your Buffon skin. That would be cheating. And she just sort of knocked it as she hoovered. Simple. Oh, wow. Impressive. Mm. Yeah, it's how easy it is. Well, as I'm obliged to, what are you playing this week? What? Or going to play? Am I hoping to play? Uh, it looks like I've got myself locked into a Final Fantasy thirteen paradigm. You see stuff through, don't you? I just like cast it off into the abyss. You see it through. To Let the me tell you, I'm a gnat's penis away from burning this, but I refuse <laughs> to, even if it, I don't. I've since I've got stuck in that particular area, I have been hating every single second of that game. And the, what annoys me is up until that point when it was on, everyone's like, oh, you've got to play it for 30 hours until it goes open world and then it's amazing. I actually argue <laughs> it was amazing up until it went open world and then it turned in. And to be honest... That's a it, bit like when we're trying to convince Doogie to, to stick with Death Stranding. Yeah, after about 20 hours in, mate, it's awesome. Yeah, well, I've stuck it's with it. Easy, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm well over twenty five hours into this game. Like I say, I thought you can't really go back, so I've mopped up every single enemy encounter I could find, and I've got to this open world section and everything, and I mean everything. Even a two foot high grasshopper is kicking my ass. Um, so I thought, oh, maybe I'm just not in the right, maybe this is like to teach me respect and I've got to go down this route now to, and it's got even worse and I can't get out and I'm stuck and I need to find a place to just quickly level up just yeah. defeat some mid baddies, not these sort of high level trash I find myself up against every time. So it's like you die every fight, even if you use, even, right, if you use your summon. How frustrating is that? The summons are cool, yeah. by the way. Did you ever play Final Fantasy Thirteen? Uh, 
I'm going to no. tell you something. I think you had this on 360 because I think we both no, bought it at the no, same time. No, 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 no. I wouldn't I've have never bought had it this. without you saying so. On the 360? Yeah. It was multiple discs on the 360 as well. No. It wasn't Blu-ray. It. Couldn't even tell you what the characters are like. It's medieval, isn't it? Or no. It's more the medieval one. No. No? No. It's modern. Definitely yeah, not. Yeah, it's it. definitely futuristic. Your summons are actually transformers as well. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It's just a cutscene, but do you know what? It's pretty cool. Um, I'll have a look at that on YouTube. Yeah, job done. Don't even need to buy it now, do you? Completed <laughs> it. The list of completed games of yours is as long as your YouTube search history will allow. Yeah. On, on that note, I think. That's all we've got time for, ladies and gentlemen. Tom, have you got anything to add? Have you got any work at the theatre coming out that you want to promo? No, no. It's still closed, unfortunately, so finances are taking a hit. Okay, well... That's why I carry on with this, really. Can't blame you. Uh, Mm -hmm. Fair enough. It's one way of earning a living. That's all we have time for this week, listeners. As always, thank you for your time. We look forward to the pleasure of speaking to you again next week. Until then, happy gaming. Remember, there's nothing wrong being given the unofficial control. It's what you do with it that counts. Tom, a return to form for us next week. Slightly more orthodox episode. We've been struggling a little bit with the lack of news and this sort of weird lull in battle, as we call it. Sometimes it's hard to find something to do a show about, but we always try our best. But next I week, think we've done okay. It's been nice to hear from the listeners this week as well and get their opinions a bit. Yeah, it does. And we sometimes have a little bit of a jest with them, but they're uh, they're very they mean a lot to us, don't they? And I think the community, even if we died in some sort of strange, hideous podcast relating incident, the community would continue, and that's beautiful. You can't really ask for more than that. On that note, dry your eyes. Move on to your next podcast, Tom. Treading the boards <laughs> with Tom and Shyla Berth. <laughs> and Phil Schofield. And Phil's, what a trio that would be. Uh, thank you, Tom, for the pleasure of your company. Thank you again, listeners. I'll see you soon, Tom. Take care. Bye.